This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hi, everyone. We are continuing our Happy and Healthy for the Holidays series on Chasing Brighter. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about managing and letting go of the shoulds. During the holiday season, um, although it's a really fun time of year, it can also be stressful. We find ourselves with increasing items on our to-do lists and starting to feel like we should be doing all sorts of things. Maybe it's because others are doing it. Maybe it's because it's a family tradition. All in all, um, we can only do what we can do. And um, we wanted to talk to you today about our own views of managing these shoulds. Jess, how are you doing today? I am good. I am in denial that I am not sick. Gabby and Giovanni were out last week and Dominic is, uh, he's like me. We have really strong immune system. So like we're sick for like 24 hours. So I just am wheezing a little bit this morning. I'm going to continue to deny. Um, and uh, how are you doing? So when you say that you're in denial of that, what was the illness they all had? Like a sinus oh, infection Kelly, kind I'm of thing? I'm telling you, everybody out there with large families, you know, you just watch it go through. Well, Gio just didn't seem right last Tuesday. He just seemed pale and not right to me. Mm -hmm. I think it was mm -hmm. Tuesday. No fever or anything. He just kind of seemed out of it. You know, when their eyes are like glassy. So I kept him home for a day and um, he just, you know, whatever. And then... Um, Gabby came home Wednesday with a fever. So she had a fever and said so she had a headache and ached all over. She was out Thursday, Friday. Then Gia woke up Saturday puking everywhere and having diarrhea. Yikes. So that was nice. Um, and then Dominic, you could just tell, is kind of like nasally. And he said it's her hurt. So I've been making him, you know, our herbal cold care tea that we like. And then for me, I feel, I mean, I, I really do feel fine, but I can, like I said, I'm wheezing. So I know there is congestion in my chest. So that will need to loosen up today, hopefully. Um, but I did go to, uh, have you gone to an aromatherapy yoga class before? No, I, I don't really do as much yoga as I should, but I haven't gone, done that. My body is falling apart right now. So I've never really had aches and pains or back issues or hip issues or anything like that. And just recently I found out it was kind of my IT band was bothering me and I bought a deep tissue massager over prime day and had never used it. And I used it last week and that was amazing. I feel so much better, but then I wanted, I was like, okay, I need to really be serious to do some yoga. I really need to be stretching as mm -hmm. I age. I was looking up some classes and I love the studio I go to is Pilates and yoga, which is really rare to find that they do both like the reformer Pilates and some yoga. And so I was looking up a yin class and they have like a candlelight aromatherapy yin, which, you know, when it turns four o'clock here and it's pitch black and feels like midnight, but I need yes, that accountability because yes. if I don't go, I will be charged. So you tried <laughs> so, that yesterday? So I went. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it was so cool. Okay. Something I didn't know. You tell me if you know this. So it was very, so, you know, yin, for those of you who don't know a yin yoga, you're holding the stretch. It's three or six minutes. You know, it's not a vinyasa. You're not moving a lot. You're holding a stretch, which for me, it's so sad. It was really hard. Like even child's pose for six minutes. My, I keep so much tension in my shoulder, you know, like it was hard. 
And um, anyway, so you're setting in Lotus pose. And she said, if you would like orange um, essential oils, put your palm up. And, you know, our eyes were closed. I was like, okay. Part of me was like, if I keep my palm closed, will she offer me a, a different oil? Right. Like, is this oils? my only choice? I'm like, like, I, know, I need to see I like, what else I can get. You were layering oils. I don't know what's happening. So I put my palm up and then she said, rub your hands. I don't know if you've done this, but anyways, you rub your hands oh. together and then hold your hands in front of your nose and mouth and then breathe. You know, it was like, okay, six breaths. Okay. And then she was saying like what the orange extract or orange peel or whatever, like with the, all the benefits of it and everything. Anyways, and then we just hold a lot of poses. Then we had, you know, bull, you know, I just kind of followed everybody else. Everyone had bolsters, blankets, and the blocks. Was you this know, an hour long poses. class? Or? Yeah, it was an hour long. And it was even, you know, when you sit up and forward fold, I was like, and I forward folded one inch, you know, like. <laughs> Do you have 10 bolsters? Because this is about how far I can go. Just kind of realizing, you know, I know you and I have both done yoga on and off since our 20s. So just to kind of see where my 40-year-old body is, you know, and 20-year-old Jessica probably could have got her mm -hmm. nose to the ground. So, um, but I wasn't comparing to old Jessica. But anyways, that was really great. So I really wanted to start doing that um, once a week. So that was delightful. So anybody out there, if you can get a yen going or just, so I came home and Gabby and Dom, you know, they were like, what was it? What did you do? And so... I turned off the lights and play yoga music and had them. I said, put your palm up. And then I had lavender oh, and then I had so them funny. do it or whatever. Oh, that's um, cute, Jess. So I kind of come down and Gio was so funny. He's like, what else? What else? And he was trying to do all these crazy poses. I was like, nobody. It's like seriously child's pose. It's not like parkour. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to do downward dog and all this stuff. But anyway, and then the other thing, I know you wanted to talk about your stuff, but I know with our, um, Southful holidays episode we talked about going out and doing things fun yeah activities you enjoy so i was able to go check out that bad elf pop-up bar it was at the silverton casino and the shady grove lodge i thought that area was just adorable i thought the decorations were adorable the cocktails were delightful and had a really great time so i would like to continue that tradition and did you go out and do a few things this weekend trying to think of what we did um, we, I took the kids to the card show, which we talked about, um, a little bit previously. So for any of you who have kids or spouses or anybody else who collects sport cards or collector cards of any shape or form, um, that is like, I think even with the pandemic, it's a big deal, right? <clears throat> so we went to this card show and it was really interesting because it's like a thing, you know, I don't really do a lot of things that you go to a venue with hobbies. Um, but for the holidays, um, Brian and I went out to dinner at a restaurant and I noticed that everyone is decorating already for the holidays, which is kind of I think it's fun and festive. Is that controversial for you or are you fine with decorations before Thanksgiving? I'm fine with it. I'm surprised at how much it's there. I I remember like with the shutdown and with COVID, I think a lot of people got really into decorations. And so I'm noticing that that's happening um, now. Thanksgiving this year is the earliest it could possibly be because it's always the last Thursday of the month. And so the earliest that whatever happened to be is the 24th. Um, I probably don't describe that well because I tried to explain it to my husband and children. They didn't understand what I was saying, but I think it will extend the holiday period. 
um, mm-hmm. in terms of like decorations and being festive. So, so that's really cool. And so I was just surprised that everybody has their Christmas trees out and a lot of their restaurants already have their decorations up. I'm sure they will continue to layer it on, but it just feels like a fun, cozy time. Yeah. I just love lights. I, I don't know. I think lights make things cozy, right? And yeah. And just the Christmas tree, like the glow off yeah. the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the shoulds of holiday, the holiday season. And as you and I were researching and um, putting together blog posts about it, I thought it was interesting that you and I right, each have kind of a different interpretation, you know, of what the shoulds look like. And so I, you know, I, I know we discussed that it would be cool to just talk about our own experiences yeah. and, um, you know, any recommendations we might have for people who are still really struggling with the shoulds, you know? Absolutely. For me, I think I had read something a long time ago for work. It was a book about anxiety and it said that should indicates that there's a right or a wrong right and there like there is black and white thinking and that highlights a rigidity in your thought process that can lead to dysfunction so that's what i think of when i think of shoulds it's kind of like black and white like you know like if i were like you should put your bed you you should put your kids to bed whatever time it's like as if there's like this exact time there's a book that says oh this is the exact thing you're supposed to do with your children and i think that I think should doesn't align with what we really want. And I think should really is kind of about criticism about yourself or criticism about others. What what are your thoughts as you've researched the should? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's about expectations that one puts on themselves in particular. When I think about this episode, it's for like me as myself and like what I'm thinking I should and shouldn't be doing um, for the holidays, mostly what I should be doing and just adding more and more on my list. So it's about, yeah, expectations and pressure that um, I put on myself. Do you feel external pressure? Mm, I'm going to go with no, not really. I mean, Mm. not anything that I in some ways, I guess the should is it's like something that you're not doing that you need to be in that way. And I'm definitely wired that I jump to like all the things that I should be doing um, naturally. I think this is where, you know, you it's just unnecessary pressure on what on yourself, what's already a stressful time. Yeah, I think for me, it comes out, I think more externally with the people pleasing. Like I think in the, particularly in the past, a lot of guilt of saying no, or a lot of thinking like, is that person going to be okay if I don't do that? You know, I don't know why I feel like I have to, I loved when Sophia Lyon talked about fawning Mm-hmm. And that resonates with me, right? Like you're avoiding conflict and trying to make everybody else happy. So it would be like, oh, why don't you, you know, come over or like no one's having anything. So we'll host every, you know, we'll host this and we'll host that because they don't have family in town 
or look at so-and-so I know that they just experienced a divorce. So let's invite them. Right. It's like all of this caring for mm-hmm. everyone. So my shows are like, oh, I should see that they're okay. I should buy that person a gift. I should say, yes, I should go over there. I should go there. Um, and so that's how it, it's played out for me. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. I think um, for me, it's about time management. It's about um, it's not external pressure. It's pressure I'm putting on myself, like whether it's needing to do a family portrait for your Christmas card or even get your Christmas, get my Christmas cards out before Christmas. Nobody's putting that pressure on me, but myself, you know, um, getting, getting all my holiday shopping done in time, um, while trying to work, while trying to manage, you know, the kids and their schedules. It's just, it's undue pressure. So it leads to a lot of stress and anxiety for me. And, um, you know, I think in this research, what I kind of focused on is like, what can I do as a person who tends to put pressure on myself that really nobody cares about? Nobody's like, where's your Christmas card before Christmas? Nobody's like, you need to have a family portrait. Um, Those are all just these internal expectations I put on myself. And I think it's uh, playing around with that. Like we didn't do a card one year. I was like, <laughs> like, that was really hard for me to not do a family portrait and to not do a card. And I was like, I'm, I am pushing against expectations and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I'm not going to do a card. And um, it was fine. But like, I really ultimately, that was like traumatic for me. And I look back on that one year we didn't do a picture or do a card and it pisses me off and i i so i'm not going to do that again but this year we're not doing a not paying for a pose portrait but we have a nice picture of us i'm gonna do that thing i know jen did that one year where you have the caricature you send it to etsy oh yeah i <laughs> so love I'm that like, so i'm gonna do uh there's a picture of all five of us and i'm just gonna do the caricature but i think too you know, when your kids get older, you don't necessarily have to have those photos every year, but you know, when they're little and they're changing, 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 it's yeah. like, I do want a photo. Um, but anyway, uh, it's kind of playing with that. Right. And, and I think bucking against like, I'm not, I don't, I don't care that other people do this. I'm gonna, I just like that idea of like self-criticism. And, um, when we think of should, it's like not something we want to do. Like it, it goes against our instincts. When we think of a should, usually it's not something we want to do. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I struggle with the family portrait thing because I do think they, it's a picture of the family, like looking their best, you know, and I like that idea. I end up running out of time and getting that done. And we just put together a hodgepodge of pictures, right? We just kind of put a photo collage of the year. Um, The reason I like that too, though, is it's like a way to connect with family and friends and um, share, you know, share what you did throughout the year, especially when you have family who don't, they don't live by you. They don't get to see all those activities and just seeing the kids and how they change through the year. So I think, you know, maybe this goes back to as we jump to like how we cope with these things is really exploring what is that like for me like what is it that i'm putting pressure on myself to do and you know why am i doing these things why i remember one year i made um i made 
us go to um, one of my husband Brian's friends to take a family portrait. And Brian did not want to do this at all. And I made the kids, it was just like four o'clock one afternoon. I was like, we got to do this because we got to do it for the Christmas card. And he was like really not in favor of that. Like you could just tell it was like he was you know, doing it because I wanted to, but didn't understand it and kept asking me why. And I was just like, because we got to get a picture for the card. Right. And he was like, why, why, why? And he always asks a lot of whys and I'm not ever always able to answer them. But what it was, was I was like, you know, we, at that time we had been working out a lot and I had lost some weight and he had toned up and we really were looking like the best that we had. And I wanted to have a picture to capture that moment and like to celebrate like the hard work we had been doing. And he was like, I wish I would have known that that was why, like it's where something seems as an inconvenient until you realize like the meaning behind something and it really changed yeah. his perspective and I think then he felt like he was kind of like an asshole for being well I could also see knowing Brian like I I definitely think I mean correct me if I'm wrong but like I think Brian has always been very good at like not people pleasing yeah and following his joy yes. so I could see him bucking against like if we're taking this freaking card because you were trying to make us like look like this picture perfect family yeah. and try to make a Hallmark card so everyone thinks our family is amazing um I'm not down with that idea, but if it's like, oh, this reason, okay. Which is so funny that you're saying that because I think Dominic's so much like that. So Dominic's probably a lot like Brian because, you know, Dominic has to know why, 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 why. And Dominic is very little Fs about what other people think. So <laughs> that must be that, that, you know, that type of brain, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think um, I personally, I personally think for sure at least the first 10 years of me being a mother, <clears throat> none of it was about anything I enjoyed. It was all about the show. It's like, I have to make these cookies and I have to create all these memories and I have to make gifts for everybody. And I was not joyful and I was not enjoying it. And I was very stressed out and then probably resentful. And so as the years have gone by and I've been able to engage in self-care and it's like you're just trimming and cutting like you know oh i do i do like this i don't like this why am i doing i think that's such a great i don't know it's kind of profound you're saying he's asking the why you know like why why am i doing this and if your answer isn't because i enjoy it <laughs> then it's kind of like maybe you need to reconsider doing it what are your yeah, thoughts on it's that? that it's that mindful you know living in a um a mindful mo right where it's like everything you're doing with purpose um versus something that you're just doing because you think you need to do it and i think that's a great a great way to definitely especially during the holidays where again you know there is just not there's an infinite amount of things that you can do i mean i don't i would love to bake cookies I never, I haven't, and I end up reducing my to-do list toward the end. And I think that's just something every year I'm, I have to do is like being mindful, right? Of like, I can't do everything 
what are the things I need to cut off my list? But also like what things do I want to add? Like, so I'm not baking cookies, who cares? But what can I do? Like really baking cookies is something for some people spending time with family, like mom loves to have the kids decorate the cookies with her, right? So like, that's really important. And it's a lot of ways maybe about those like human connection and those moments that you're spending time with people that might fill one's cup. Um, so it's yeah. not about the cooking itself. It can just be, you know, now you can buy all the pre-made kits. That's true. Yeah. You know, the the ugly sweater decorating kit or the gingerbread house. I would say I like to do um, a gingerbread house of some sort. I don't really care how it comes through our door. Right. Even if it's just frosting graham crackers and making it. You know, like you were saying, I just like the little memory that of too. I love the gingerbread houses. Yeah. Yeah. But I've really, um, and it's probably because I do have mom here and she makes the sugar cookies. That's probably why um, there are a lot of recipes I like to make, but even Justin's kind of gotten into making some things. So yeah, I, it's probably because I can't have gluten. So it's like, I'll just no, make it, things and then can't eat it. So what's the point anymore for me? <laughs> I think that, you know, that got me thinking, maybe I shouldn't, it is silly to buy the decorating. And so actually, before I explain this, I think this is where, you know, we all can spend some time in our downtime kind of exploring the shoulds, right? And kind of thinking through and whittling down. And I think it's great when it's like, you're talking to a person, like we're having this conversation. For example, I always buy the gingerbread kits, which are what? five to ten dollars each the kids decorate them and then they sit on a table until they're like dried and crusty and falling apart at which point you eventually trash them right where it's like why would i spend that why don't i just buy a box of graham crackers and frosting and just let them go to town because the the kit is really a waste. in some ways it's a waste of money because they're not they're not at an age where they want some like glorious creation they just want to be able to like get their hands dirty and build something and work our way through our halloween candy as decorations right yeah. like digging out all the dots <laughs> yeah yeah well and they pick off my kids pick off the candy there is some eating dominic likes sure. it oh, yeah, yeah, every yeah. year he tries it he's like can i have it and sometimes he <laughs> we get a good kit he will actually eat he actually will eat it um but but it does sit out but it's like That's you make funny. a little village i remember think about everything a kid does doesn't it just sit out for a little while like oh you made this in art class let's hang it up for five minutes i don't know i feel like that's so much of all oh, yeah. the kids stuff right is it just sets out for a little bit we can celebrate yay look at your creativity and then it will disappear at night <laughs> we won't talk about where it went <laughs> right <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, it disappears. And then once in a great while, right? Like 10% of the time, they're like, hey, where did my cardboard house go? Mm. You know, after weeks of time. Um, I was like, I'm not quite sure. Let me ask dad and hopefully they forget it. <laughs> so the other thing that with the shoulds on um, Christmas, one of the things that I put a lot of pressure on myself is even around gift giving. You know, whether it's making sure I'm spending enough, thinking about who I should or shouldn't buy gifts for, um, making sure there are gifts that they like, and, you know, really kind of managing through some of that should stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have that, Jess, when it comes to gift 
I've simplified, if this makes sense, and I've let go. I think as a Girl Scout leader and when Justin was a coach and people would give us gifts, I would be like, oh, that's so nice. I am an asshole. I never would think to give gifts to those people. So now I do. I feel like I give a lot of gifts. I just really simplify it. I think before it was so stressful, but now I just, I think I've said that, like, I just find, I have a friend that has a cookie business last year. I had her make cookies this year. Um, I found these like beautiful Christmas cookies at Target that are like $1.50 and then a $5 Starbucks gift card. And then I just put mm-hmm. together, you know, like a very, I have so many children and so many teachers. I, I'm not doing elaborate, giant, crazy gifts or spending a ton of money because, um, you know, they have the specialist classes. So Gio will have six teachers, Gabrielle will have six teachers, that's 18 gifts plus coaches and whatever. Um, but I do want to use that time to say thank you. And so for me, I've just really simplified. Um, so maybe for me, this should would be, oh, it has to be this let's find what this person loves and like really give this unique and wonderful gift. I don't do that. I just like use my cricket, make these little things, send out gift cards for those people. Um, and then I, I do like, a, I like gift giving for, um, I would say the most enjoyable probably is for you and mom. I don't know. So I think I just like, I think it's kind of like recognize you have a choice and pick like, Oh, I really want to like spend time on this person. And um, for this person, you know, like Brian always jokes, like when he comes Christmas here, he's like, oh, I get my annual hoodie, <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh, I've got to get Brian a hoodie. This is Brian's new 2023 hoodie. So it's <laughs> not like I'm like, oh, you know, but I think it's kind of like funny, but I also, so I just like get him that. So it's like, there are things just kind of get people like, oh, every year I get dad a new pair of walking shoes or something. And then kind of choosing, oh, these are the people I really enjoy like I love their face and they're appreciative and they, I love to treat them and kind of like choosing those people. Um, and then, um, yeah. So like for me, it's like five, five people that I like really invest in the gift giving. And then the rest, I'm just like, yeah, here's a standard gift I'm giving this year. And I don't care if people do that to me. Do you care if people do that to you? Like if you, I don't know if you met your girlfriends for brunch and everybody got, a mug with a cocoa bomb would you be like oh my gosh she didn't give me this unique gift she doesn't know who i am well everyone's different no i i don't try to be grateful just for people it's like the thought that counts right that's the thing and i think when i read for even doing the research on this it's like it's it's on it's sort of on us to like thoughtfully choose a gift for others how they react to that is out of our control and so you know, if you're putting forth the effort to think about a gift, um, that's as far as it can go and finding joy in that. And even if it is that hoodie for Brian, you know, Brian likes the hoodie. So he, you, you find joy in the fact that he's not like ungrateful for so much joy. So, so joyful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think about so much this. I mean, I think everything uh, that we've been talking about, in November, December kind of comes down to, but when you were talked about Jomo, I just edited yeah. that reel and like the joy of missing out and just kind of recognizing, like, I think the shoulds are a lot of FOMO, right? I think a should is fear-based. I really do. And so instead of like uh, reacting and engaging in things based on fear, how can you look at it? And uh, from joy, you know, from a, a joyful perspective and, um, not fear-based. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, just focusing on focusing on enjoyment, Mm -hmm. um, whatever that is. Again, I think about for myself in order to do that, like I need to really spend more time, more quiet time, right? Focusing on your goals and priorities. Yeah. And like thinking about like what is bringing me joy or what isn't and start to kind of work through managing that. I mean, everyone has a to-do list. If you don't have one, which I actually need to build a Christmas to-do list because part of my research was like that. I think that will reduce stress and anxiety of like adding things or forgetting things, just making sure you have that list. Um, But I just think of those, those moments where you can spend time a, to be grateful for whatever it is um, and experiencing this season, holiday season, instead of focusing also on like not letting your to-do list get out of hand and you're just checking boxes too. Yeah. I think when you don't, when you haven't pinpointed it, you know, anxiety a lot of times is a fear of the unknown. So it's just this cloud hanging over you. But if you can kind of identify and write it all out, I could see how that would really reduce stress and anxiety because you would be able to kind of name it. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about this so much. This time of year is setting boundaries. And I think part of that is also like avoid making excuses. You don't have to um, tell everybody. I, you know what I'm saying by making excuses like, oh, I'd go, but I'm not... Um, but we have this and we've been really stressed and blah, blah, blah. I think it's just kind of saying, I've never talked about this before, but like, that's not going to work for me. Oh, send everybody my regards. I, you know, send everybody my regards. We're not gonna be able to make it instead of having to like make all these excuses. I, what, what a life you get invited to a lot of stuff. You're giving a lot of scenarios that you can't go places. I don't get invited to anything. <laughs> this is past. This is um, definitely from from the past like that's what we talk about we talk about jomo where it's like i have like two friends now (laughs) they whittled them down that's right right um i think for me it's like just wanting to like do all the holiday stuff like go to see a show and go to the zoo lights and go to all the things go 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 and have the house decorated and all the things and you can't do all of those things and just spending time with family is what's important to me. So it's really kind of like you were saying, putting together those priorities. Yeah, you have a choice. I think the other thing too, we're really busy and the kids really enjoy their downtime. And it is, the kids don't tell me they're bored at home, right? Like we can leave right now and go to a restaurant I could hear them saying I'm bored, but they don't say that at home because they're delighted to have downtime and be in their pajamas all day. And so I think when we talk about looking at your priorities and goals or like asking the why, like, why do I want to do this? And does anybody else want to do it? And is it FOMO, you know, and, or is it because you really, that's so delightful for you? And, and so I think that's for me kind of asking the why. And in the past, it was definitely fear of missing out for sure. And so now it's like, I just want to engage in a couple old traditions and maybe check out something new. So I want to do like three holiday things with the family. How about for you? Um, that's a great idea. I haven't sat down to think about the quantity of 
things to do. Um, the I really just want to do one holiday thing, I would say, and then everything else is kind of gravy. And, you know, we're taking a trip, the boys and I are taking a trip to go back to see our family in Kansas City. Um, so, you know, I know that there's only so many weekends of the holiday season as well. And so I think I'm just trying to also kind of manage manage my own expectations about what I can do within that time and not feel too stressed out. Um, you know, it's also <clears throat> given the COVID situation and like cold and flu season, talking about staying healthy and not running yourself mm -hmm. down too, yeah. right? right. Um, because if either of my children get COVID, they're home for five days, which I don't want to have happen either, right? So it's like, I want to make sure that we're not trying to jam a lot of stuff in with late evenings during the week and yeah. all of that, which will come back to bite us. Yeah, I just want to keep it simple. Like I want to go to FLM. I want That's to go super awesome. yeah. to that house that has the lights go with the music and then maybe check out something new. Um, you know, both of those two things are free. You sent me that immersive nutcracker, but there was a glitch in their system. I couldn't, I, I bet you had said area 15 at a luminarium, but I was trying to look at like something like that, like the immersive nutcracker, or, um, we have something called like the snow globe and something called enchanted. So maybe like one of those and then two little free, you know, things. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, it's, it's, um, I have to think through like what those could be. I think the one problem, the challenge is that a lot of the free stuff is really crowded and I don't want to deal with crowds. So I've got to figure out maybe some other things. Yeah. We did buy tickets to that immersive nutcracker. I thought it sounded really cool. Like a fun holiday activity. It was really inexpensive. It was like 24 bucks here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think just driving around at some Christmas lights is a, another great thing yeah, we exactly. can do. So um, I want to put that on our to-do list um, this year. Is there like Mansion Row in Chicago or like, I don't know, I'm assuming like big stately houses or I mean, because you're in an older city that like, do people have like a, a lights competition or Christmas street? Well, again, or... there are, there are some things, but like, I, I want to, I don't want to deal with a lot of traffic. Like if you look at, if you did all the research on that, you would find it, you're going somewhere that everybody else is. And I just don't want to be that. I don't want to deal with other people. I don't want to be sitting. You're so funny about that because I know you said that before when I'm like, oh, these are my tips for travel. And you're like, I don't want to do what anyone else is doing. Well, here's <laughs> what's happened. Like we don't, I would love to do the zoo lights, which is mm -hmm. the Lincoln Park Zoo. It's free. But you, there was a year that we drove around for an hour looking for a parking, just like the parking lots were full. Cars were backed up right, So what time does it start? Four o'clock. So get there at three, leave it. We got there at four and it was already that way. That was, well, that's what I'm saying. Now, you know, get there an hour early or take an Uber. But that's a whole day of, take I mean, Uber. like that's a whole evening of Park stuff. Somewhere adjacent. What is it that's really worth the effort? Um, that's how the glittering lights is. Everyone loves the glittering lights. It used to be at Sunset Park. You guys didn't want us at Sunset Park. Yeah. I don't think you've done it with us since it's been at the racetrack. And it's the glittering lights and it's just 
mile long of car we use in your car. But what we do, if that makes sense, we know that. And Justin got a free, like we were going to get these special cookies, I think crumble cookies or something, because it was for his work. And he was like, I want to go get my free cookies for my job. And I knew dad wouldn't be able to handle it. Right. Dad would jump out of the car. He would be so angry. Yes. Dad can't wait. So if we prepare ourselves and say, OK, we're going to drive up there. We know we're going to wait an hour and then get through it. It's like I made the kids all hot cocoa. I made popcorn for the car ride and we picked out a Christmas movie to watch in the car. And so then it was like that was part of the experience. Uh-huh. Right. And then knowing I only feel stressed. I don't mind waiting if I know I'm going to wait. Yeah. And I, and I yes. feel stressed if other people yes. in the car were like, this is bullshit. This is ridiculous. Then yeah, that would cause for me sure. so much. Yes. So if everyone that knows is like, oh, we're going to bring blankets. Like for some reason we haven't. Oh, we didn't take Justin's truck because mom came with us one year. But I really want a lot of people do a truck and then they fill the back car with blankets and then they go through the, the glittering lights uh-huh. in the back of their car and they do sell hot cocoa and stuff but like so to me if you prepare and make that part of the experience by having you know fun little snacks and hot cocoa and maybe a movie in the car then that would absolutely that makes sense and i wouldn't think of that as wasted time well I would and, think of it as part of and i guess to your point you like what do i really want to go to zoo lights or not right maybe i'm just yeah. looking for it's an FOMO. excuse not to go it's in fomo <laughs> Yes. So uh, yeah, I'd yeah. like to find, and that one's just kind of a cool place because it like everything's lit up. Um, but there are plenty of places. There's a lot of choices. So maybe it's finding something. It doesn't have to be the same thing every year either, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of figuring out, you know, what what activities to explore with your family. And I like for you, that's probably so much fun walking. So a lot of people, you know, I shared before we live. We lived on Christmas Street and people would park and walk around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I still kind of do that. It's not, you know, we're just a normal neighborhood now, but I'll just, you know, my youngest, he'll want to get on a scooter or just in the evenings, just go walk around and look at everybody's lights. He could look at everyone's lights all the time. We, his piano teacher actually lives around the corner and she does Snoopy theme. So it's like, let's go see the Snoopy house. And these other people do like Candyland theme. It's like, let's go see the Candyland house and then come back home. And I mean, that's just walking around our neighborhood. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fun. a great and, point. Yeah. You know, that you can do that. We lived growing up in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And it would be like a half mile to get to the end of our driveway. So we did not have that opportunity to just be able to walk around our neighborhood, right? There wasn't sidewalks. We were in the rural area. Yeah. So I think just doing that is fun. And again, you could make it whatever. I, I'm really more keeping it simple. I don't want to do all the things you have to pay tickets for, but I do want to do things that it's special because we make it special. Does that make sense? Yes. Like because yes. Yeah, I think that in some ways, maybe there are people who just aren't your speed. So if they say something, like sometimes I'll, you know, I've been even like a somebody be like, oh, this such and such was so fun. And I'll be like, do you like are you okay with like long lines and crowds? And they're like, well, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's not me. Right. So it's like kind of understanding like what their (laughs) tolerance is um, or knowing like what you're getting yourself into um, before it happens. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I think I keep saying, like things are opening up now, right? There's a lot of stuff this year that there wasn't last year and even little things like high school Christmas plays, right? Or like little simple activities where, you know, you can check a box to kind of like do something you want to do, but it's a twist on, 
you know, or a, t- a different take, like the immersive Nutcracker. I would love to go see the Nutcracker, but I don't think anybody else in my family would want to go do that because I've never seen it. So the immersive Nutcracker is like a, it's just a, you know, a sensory kind of scene. scene like I think it's the Nutcracker is like projected all over the walls. Yeah. You can kind of walk around. You have to sit. You can walk around and experience yeah. how you want. And like that's, you know, one of those where it's like, okay, that's sort of a take on the Nutcracker. It's a holiday activity. Um, also, it's like what maybe forty five minutes to walk through that. I'm guessing there's is like one hour mm-hmm. timed entries. Yeah. So that's a perfect thing too, right? It's not like hours and hours of um, waiting in lines to do something. Yeah. And um, I'm but- always, I, yeah. My my attention span's always under an hour. <laughs> So it's like figuring out what you want to do. There's some things you go to, like you're going to go to Six Flags or you go somewhere. You're like, I know I'm going to be in lines. I'm fine. You're like mentally prepared for it, but that's important to you and you want to do it. Right. So it's like knowing what you're getting yourself into before you get there. Absolutely. So I guess I'm summarizing what I'm talking about by saying simplification. So for me, it's about your goals and priorities, exploring your why and just really kind of simplifying it and cutting things and slashing things to make it something that is just like little, little tiny, simple things. Yeah. I think, um, following on to that for me is really planning and making a list and prioritizing things and then really focusing on sitting with myself to think about, you know, making time to do the things that really matter, exploring what those things are and making sure I make time to do them. And, you know, going easy on myself too, about not putting pressure on myself and really practicing that self-compassion where I feel like I'm, you know, doing what I wanna do. You know, because I think, you know, in summary, it's the holidays. It's supposed to be a time for relaxation and joy and spending time with the ones that you love. So, you know, I think if if you're not enjoying it, you're doing it wrong. And so we definitely don't want those shoulds to get in the way. We need to let go of them and, you know, make this a holiday season. That's a time to remember. Absolutely. And like, you know, a should comes from criticism. So how can you be compassionate with yourself and compassionate with others? And also, I'm hoping that those pretzel rods are on your list because I know you talked about them before and we're sad you didn't do them last year. So um, when you're sitting in this list making, um, I, think on that, there. I think you'd enjoy those pretzel rods. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> that sounds so good. I want to go eat a crunchy pretzel rod right now. If I still have them, they're probably stale. Um, Yeah, but I feel like if you dip those in the white chocolate and chocolate bark, I'm not sure the boys will care. I think I could turn that into a a teacher gift too, right? Bam. Hey, teachers. 2021 pretzel. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Stale pretzel chocolate cone. No big deal. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.